everybody, this is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and that's not all. She's also going to share her view on the riddles of human nature. On this episode, we discuss the British quiz program, Richard Osman's House of Games. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? I'm good. I uh, watched the Super Bowl with my kids uh, for the first time. Get uh, them an agent. They are hilarious. Yeah, Both well, the kids, uh, uh, I videoed them making some predictions and giving a halftime report and uh, adding to the halftime performance. They were dancing along with Usher <laughs> as if he himself were a game of, what is that called? Just Dance. They were just dancing along to the halftime show. Um, I promised Leo that he would be allowed to stay up for the entirety of the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. My mistake. Uh, <laughs> Eve tapped out, I think, around the end of the third quarter. She said, Daddy, can I go to bed? She's never said that to me before. I said, of course. Uh, and I went up and <laughs> tucked her in during one of the commercial breaks. Because I really wanted to see the game, right? Uh, yes, of course. Anna was out of town, so it was just me and the kids. Well, it goes into overtime, and I'm sitting there, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know, 9.20 here in Chicago, way past Leo's bedtime. He's just yeah. a second grader. He's got to get up early for school in the morning. And the announcers are talking about, they're talking about the overtime rules for the playoffs, and they're saying, now... It's like we're starting an entire new game now, and this could stretch on for forever. There's Ugh. no time limit here. I said, Leo, maybe you better go to bed. Oh, no, I want to see overtime. Finally, at like 9.45, I said, Leo, you must go to bed. You are going to be a wreck for school tomorrow. I've never seen him more willingly head up to bed. <laughs> Wow. He was ready at that point. He, I mean, he was sad because he wanted to see the end of it, but he yeah. realized he just couldn't. I remember as a kid trying to stay up and watch like a World Series game with dad or yeah. whatever it would be, basketball. You know, we're on the East Coast, so those games go pretty late. Or I was on the East Coast when I was a kid. They can yeah. go pretty late. Oh, and at a certain point, you just can't. You're excited for a while, and then you just hit the wall at a certain yep. point. Yeah. So he did hit the wall, but he was rooting for the Chiefs, so he was pleased. And the system works. Eve doesn't care about football, but she was delighted by the ads. Her favorite was the Timu ads, of all things, which they showed four or five times, I think. The orange shopping app, yeah. Shop Like a Billionaire. Yeah, Eve really liked that one. Well, weirdly. I can I can see where that would appeal to her. Because of the shopping or yeah. for another yeah. Yeah. What I, were the highlights for you, mom, of the game or of the advertisements? Well, I looked at I only watched till halftime. Um okay. and I toddled off pretty happy. I had already watched the Celtics play earlier that afternoon. Oh, so I wow. had expended a great deal of energy as I hold my breath and ooh and ah quite a lot through those games as if I were playing. They take a lot of energy out of me. So by the time the Super Bowl came on, I was uh, pretty tired. 
cheerleader. Sure. Um, I had watched the commercials the day before. The Boston Globe sent out uh, an email with all the ads so that you could watch oh, them. Good. Breaking One. news. Breaking news. Here's all the Super Bowl ads. Listen, nobody's worse than Channel 9 News with their breaking news about the weather. I mean, they break into the to a show to tell you the sun's out. They're ridiculous. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I don't know if watching them all one right after the other deadens your response to it. Um, but I nothing really clicked for me my favorite was the dunk kings um with tom brady ben affleck and matt damon our boys our boston boys um <laughs> but tom brady is not a boston boy oh what well he lives in florida he's not from here and i i discussed this a little bit with merrick but uh i'm not i'm not sure the the message at the end when JLo says to Tom, Tom, you can stay. I just thought, man, that's kind of weird. She says he can stay and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have to leave. I'm trying to reconstruct the commercial. Oh. They filmed this terrible song, right? Right. Ben Affleck says to JLo, you became an actor so I can become a I'll musician. Yeah. Um, and only Tom Brady makes the cut of the group that records, uh, of the, excuse, not just the group, the Dunn Kings. Right. Yeah. Well, the problem with Tom Brady in that, aside from the fact that, okay, he's not a Boston boy, although I think he's an iconic part of Boston culture Agreed. now. So he deserves to be in the commercial, but Tom Brady would never step foot in a Dunkin' Donuts for anything. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who won't eat strawberries because right. they're- yes not healthy enough so what is he getting in the dunkin donuts nothing uh well, that was i not could... eating off the new menu oh what do you mean by that well they have a new menu the dunkings menu oh the only... yeah, i the see only there's thing a tie-in is a, yes the only thing i've seen is a plastic cup of coffee with a skewer with three I don't. What do they call their little round donuts? Munch, munchkins. Munchkins with three munchkins on it, like a cocktail. <laughs> but I don't know what the rest of the menu is. That's cute. It's cute, but make sure you have your insulin with you. So there you go. Jeez. <laughs> well, Tom's not. Yeah, Tom's not eating any of that. So it is. Was... It, whereas I could definitely picture Matt Damon or Ben Affleck stumbling oh, yeah. into Dunkin' Donuts. Definitely. Uh, that fits. So, yes, it was a bit incongruous. I was looking forward to the Budweiser commercial, and uh, that <laughs> left me cold. I don't rem I don't recall the Budweiser commercial. Well, it's just that the trucks can't get through, so the horses will carry the beer. And I got to tell you, at, at this point in time, getting a cold beer to a bunch of people in a bar it doesn't really interest me. Oh, at this point in time. But that used to be the thing that you would find gripping. What's changed? <laughs> no, I think it's absurd. I think... Uh, not real enough for you? This football game commercial is not keeping it real enough for you? That's the problem? All right. I I hear 
the absurdity of what I'm saying. I do hear that, but let's keep it real, advertisers. Come on. <laughs> what else? Um, that's the only ones I have. <laughs> Did you have? Well, Two? I mean, I, I I didn't see the the Jesus ones. You uh, didn't see those? Oh, I guess those were later in the game. Yeah, yeah. The all the they pictures weren't of in washing the feet. I don't. I don't need. Oh, the Boston Globe didn't give you those. Typical, typical liberal media. <laughs> well, they seemed very. People were very upset about them. So it seems. And yeah, they didn't please anyone because they were dumb. Yeah. Well, I again, I can't comment, but I just think you're advertising. If God you had and- seen it. If I had seen it, you didn't even see it, and you hate it. Wow, that's that's a bad well, ad. No, that that is no, no, no. You're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> well, you know, Jesus would never do that. I learned that watching the Super Bowl, so I'm oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's the closest to God you've been in a long time. So. What about Yay, Super Bowl? Don't start. Um, what about Kennedy? You voting for him? Kennedy, 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 Kennedy. Did you see that one? No. The Boston Globe didn't put that in the pack? For shame, Boston Globe. Useless. I have to tell you, Johnny, to be honest, I did lose interest after about 12, so I didn't watch anymore. <laughs> You're the one who wanted to do a Super Bowl commercial segment on the podcast. I know, well, I just really podcast, mostly wanted so. to talk about Ben Affleck, who, who really is so cute, I think. <laughs> And J-Lo, than Matt who Damon? doesn't love J-Lo? She's beautiful. Okay, they're quite the power couple in your universe, I guess. But So you didn't see the Kennedy one, RFK. Oh, no, he had a commercial? Yeah, they took like an old 60s uh, Kennedy ad, and they superimposed RFK on the pictures of JFK. Was it a joke? No. No, it was not. Well, I don't understand then. Why would they? I mean, he's not even in the race anymore, is he? Sure he is. Oh, yeah. Why doesn't he just go back to Hollywood and shut up? Hollywood? Is that where RFK lives? Hollywood? Huh? Hollywood? Yeah, that's where he lives with his wife, right? Is it? I didn't know that. Cheryl Hines? That's his wife? I didn't know that either. Come on, keep up here, buddy. No, I didn't know that. These are bombshells for me. Oh no, I didn't know. I'm gonna is that is that true? I don't even believe you. You should oh. believe me. I should, because you know who's married to who. Go ahead, check. Um yeah. Well at least she was. What happened? Oh, the just the first thing that came up in my search was um that um he offered to announce that they were separated to protect her from his political opinions. Uh, so that's what came up first in my google search that's all so i was confused as to whether they were still married but apparently they are i know so i didn't know that larry david to i mean really she likes the nuts <laughs> she wasn't actually married to larry I, know, david. I know i know <laughs> well you confused me for a second <laughs> well you gotta keep up buddy yeah, I really do. Well, I just imagine if RFK were good, wouldn't that be something? That would be something. That would really be another wonderful <laughs> candidate to I consider. said that to Anna the other day. What if RFK were good? But 
He's a little nutty, isn't he? He is. He is a little out there. And uh, I forget if we talked about this on the podcast before, but I find him amazing because first you hear him talk and that voice is so um, it takes you aback a little iconic, bit if you've never yeah. heard it before. Um, I don't know about iconic, but distinctive. I guess I'll put it that okay, way. Okay. All right. And, you know, he makes sense for a while. And then he says something that you're just like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Well, I grew up with the Kennedy dynasty and it was, uh, it was, it was really magical. And that was before the reporters dished all the dirt and whatever. And, uh, it was a, it was a a simpler time for sure. Was it a simpler time? I don't know. The sixties and seventies. It's a pretty hot time in this country. Well, it was as far as politics, I think it was much more interesting, Hmm. uh, than than whatever is going on now. Well, you go back and and look at the debates and the um, just the general discussion around that time. It did seem more substantial. You know, parts of it seem very obtuse and backwards to us, but also um, sometimes I'm just struck by that they were able to have substantial debates about like America's role in the world and yeah. whatnot, but. Yeah. Oh, listen to us pining for the old times. I wasn't I even alive, so I should shut right up. Uh, well, but you yeah, First Lady me. Cheryl Hines, get ready for it, America. I didn't know. <laughs> well, now you know. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see her in the White House. How will she decorate the White House? Oh, for my Christmas? God, Johnny. Oh. Don't even kid. Don't even kid. It just, there's so much to be upset about. Don't add another thing. <laughs> oh, stop. You You're stop. You're fine. You're fine. God. All right. All right. If I'm so fine, then somebody should tell me where the hell hundred grand candy bars have gone. You can't oh. find them anywhere. You can't. They sometimes come out around Halloween in the mix. I, you know, I they'll be one of the mix. No, I don't. I don't want to wait till Halloween. I want to. You know what? When you go to the to the drugstore or to the convenience store, you know uh-huh. what they have racks and racks and racks of. Snickers. No. Mm, Twix. Peanut butter cups. Oh, butter they got cups a thousand this. different kinds of those Yes, now. yes. And it takes up all the space. And boy, if you don't want something from Reese's, you are out of luck. You can't find Nestle's Crunch or 100 grand anywhere. Who will save our society from the scourge of the Reese's hegemony? Curse you, Reese's! Did you see the Reese's commercial during the Super Bowl ad? I did, but I don't remember it now. Is that the one with the caramel? Yeah, they got a peanut butter cup and they put caramel on it now. I went to the Sweets and Snacks Expo uh, here in Chicago for a few years running for the AV Club. I always wanted to go to that. Well, they're really strict about who can go. I know. Um, you said. So I'm sorry you didn't get to come. Home. I know. But I shot a TV segment there. Um, and, you know, just one of the segments where I just went around bullshitting with people until we had enough material for a funny four minutes. Uh, and one of the first things we did was visit the Reese's booth where they had put Reese's pieces in a peanut butter cup and they were very excited about this new invention Mm. and i went a little while later to shoot a stand-up that would sort of frame the segment and i mentioned the 
pieces in the peanut butter cup. And I said, uh, you'd think they'd split the atom. <laughs> something you, something yeah. you and I would say, right? Yes. You'd think they'd split the atom with this thing. <laughs> um, and uh, the PR person just went, her face went white. Because oh. this, for to them, it was as if they yeah. had split the atom, right? Yeah. Let's not forget you're a candy oh bar. So. so as soon as they were breaking the taping, she said, she said, oh, you can't, you can't say that about the peanut butter cup. You can't say that. I said, um, the what do you mean? She's, she said, you're not going to use that, right? I said, no, we won't use it. She said, are you lying to me right now? I said, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Know yeah. who you're talking to. And I can't to. believe they're still splitting the atom. That's what I thought of when I saw that commercial. I, I bet. Thought, I Christ, bet. They're still doing it. Oh, man. Yeah, I never thought the peanut butter cup would be a franchise. It's crazy. It is crazy. Reese's, you were out of control. Mom, I'm with you. But yeah, I haven't eaten the 100 grand since they renamed it from the $100,000 bar. That was the line I drew. Yes. I And I agree with you because I kept saying to Jenna when she was here, Boy, I can't find a hundred thousand something. And she would say, she kept saying to me, it's hundred grand. It's called a hundred grand. And I <laughs> kept saying to you. myself, I think I must have had a stroke because I just keep wanting to call it a hundred thousand something. I don't know how to end it. It's hundred thousand something. Yeah, it used to but, be called a hundred thousand dollar bar. This is another yeah. thing that probably changed before I was born. But yeah, it was a hundred thousand dollar well, bar. I'm still there, you struggling. are not crazy. So I anyway, I had to order a box of them from Amazon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I haven't had one yet because since they arrived, I haven't had the Jones for one. One time during the lockdowns, I ordered a case of peanut butter from Amazon, and uh, it came one of the glasses, glass jars had broken open, and the box was full of ants. It might as well have been a box of ants. Wow. I just sprinted out to the garbage with that disgusting box. So I don't order food items from Amazon anymore. Yeah, and I hear And good luck you. with your candy bars, your can't e bars. Yum. <laughs> Jenna had, they're going to be full of protein. Two, so they're good. I know they're good. Oh, Jenna ate some. They came. How oh, many $100,000 bars did you get? Uh, I don't. I think there was... 18 in the box? Oof. Okay. I'm not sure. Speaking of things that don't exist anymore, landlines you want to talk about. Now, we recorded this podcast for a long time on a landline. Sometimes well, people would complain about the quality of your voice. Not the quality of your voice itself, but the recorded <laughs> quality is what I mean. No, just and dad complains about I would say the, the show is supposed to sound like a phone call home to your mom. Yeah, right. But finally, we got with the computer age, and you are speaking directly into your computer as we speak now. Yes, wow. I am. I am. But, but I what did... about landlines? What well, do you say? I've heard that now companies are don't want to support them anymore, and yeah, it, yeah. I, I feel not happy about that because uh, I don't love my iPhone. Um, I don't like being at everybody's beck and call. I have been a very 
poor user of my telephone and I'm happy about it. I just, you, I don't need to have it watching me all the time. Yeah. Well, the other thing that has made me reconsider landlines recently is sometimes I'm at home and I would like to leave my phone behind for a little while, but I'd like for my wife to be able to reach me or for Mm. you to be able to reach me if you need to, right? Yes. Yeah. So you end up carrying your phone everywhere and yeah, it's always buzzing and beeping. (laughs) But if I had a landline, then you could try me there and it would ring throughout the house. So I could have some peace from like the internet, but you could still get a hold of me if you really needed to. That's right. That's right. And, and really, um, I just don't really love the phone. I think pretty soon it's just going to be tracking everything and we're going to become closer to computers than we ever, to being computerized than we ever wanted to. Um, yeah. You're, you know, you go to the doctor's office and now they don't, they don't say your name and, um, you know, just things are getting so impersonal. And I don't, I just don't want to be tracked when I, and I, and I don't know very much about my phone either, but I know when I get on an airplane, I don't have to change any setting because nobody's going to call me. (laughs) Well, you know, they say, put your phone on airplane setting and I never do because nobody's going to call me. Well, it's not, it's not so that nobody calls you, you know, it's so that the uh, radio in your phone doesn't interfere with the operation of the airplane. But really? Nobody is that puts how their, sensitive nobody puts their phone in airplane is? mode. Is that how sensitive no. the equipment on the plane is? I mean, no, it's not people. because nobody ever remember. If if it were really that sensitive, I think the flight attendants would go through and check. You know, like or, but because nobody ever does it, I never remember. You know what? When people first had cell phones. One time we were coming into some place, either Chicago or New York, I can't remember. And it was keep your seatbelts on, don't use your phones yet. And some guy used his phone and the stewardess came back and yelled at him. Oh wow. Can you imagine how embarrassing? <laughs> I can imagine, but I feel like somebody who would do that maybe doesn't have that much shame in the first place. So oh, I didn't think of that. But of course, now everybody does as soon as, you know, whatever. Oh, people can't wait to pull it out. It's the new unbuckling your seatbelt. It is. It's just like, oh, I got to get that. Got to get that out. Got to reconnect. I got to get it out for what? You can't call your Uber from there because you don't no. know how much time you're going to need to get through. I don't know. Well, I, when people text me when they arrive in Chicago and say, just landed, I just look at it and shrug like, buddy, you're just getting started. Because when you land in Chicago, it takes like half an hour for the plane to even finish. I'm not exaggerating, to finish getting to the gate. Um, Please. The last time I came in, it it took uh, almost an hour. It can take longer. Yeah, definitely. So (laughs) I just landed. People are like, I'm almost there. And I was just like, no, you're not. You're like halfway. Getting out of the airport is a whole nother flight in itself. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> Mom, shall we talk about Richard Osman's House oh, of yes, Dreams? Oh, yes. Let's do. Okay. If you've ever dreamed that you could sit in on a pleasant afternoon of light parlor games played by four celebrities who seem to share a polite, warm acquaintance, then the gentle quiz show Richard Osman's House of Games may be just the treat for you. 
You might see Taskmaster presenter Alex Horn play Rhyme Time and match up a picture of Clement Attlee with Michael Flatley. Or perhaps you'll catch two people you've never heard of trying to figure out which actress hosted SNL as a child and also has an asteroid named after her. Here's a clip of that. Drew Barrymore strikes me as a more kind of, you know... A bit more Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and... I mean, was the first movie... No, it would have been E.T. E.T. was the first movie, yeah. Jodie Foster was... She was a child, though, wasn't she? Yeah. She was a child. She was (laughs) a child actress. I think she was. She definitely was a child. Let me check, Tanny. Yeah, (laughs) she was. She was a bit older, though, wasn't she? Wasn't she? Yes. 13, 14. Oh, this is really hard. Yeah. It's a guess, isn't it? I probably think... Drew Barrymore okay. more because she's a bit more quirky as a yeah, child. So she did kind of yeah. she did kind of funnier films. Yeah, so Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah go on. Well, yeah. you can go home, Drew Barrymore. Uh, they both hosted Saturday Night Live as children, funnily oh. enough. Only one of them has an asteroid named oh. after her, and it is Jodie Foster. Wow. We were looking for. We are we are zero from three oh so far goodness. in this round. Many episodes of Richard Osman's House of Games are available on YouTube. If you're in the UK, just Turn your TV to the BBC, which, as we understand it, is the only channel you have anyway, and wait patiently for the program to appear on your television set. Mom, is Richard Osman's House of Games a very, very, very fine house, or is it a house of ill repute? Oh. That's right. Is it full of prostitutes (laughs) is what I'm asking you. Well, I'm I'm sure that insults all the actresses that have been on there, or whatever they are. It's delightful. (laughs) It's wonderful. What if with this came on every day in America? Well, it wouldn't because Americans need all the bells and whistles and bangs and drums yeah. and prizes and bullshit that we have. This is so much fun. You can play along pretty much to everything. And boy, dad and I just love watching this together. You can play along, but it is not to the degree of only connect, perhaps, but it is also filled with British stuff. That well, is that just like, that right? is the stumbling block. But maybe it just means we need to watch more British shows. I don't know if we can, boy. But you know what brings people out of the woodwork? This is a. If you, please don't write me saying, "Is this my suggestion that you're doing?" Because so many people wrote in to suggest Richard Osman's House of Games. And I think mom mentioned it at some point uh, as well. But um, when we do British quiz shows, boy, people come out of the woodwork. I think people are excited to have their like obscure subgenre given some attention on the show, maybe by people who really appreciate it. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people recommended Richard Osman's House of Games, among others. Um, boy, I found this pretty boring, mom. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you kidding? It's I too... absolutely loved it. I think that's great. Oh, I'm so I'm disappointed. It. It's, um, it's too slow for me. I love it's, that. God, is it slow. Oh, it's so perfect for laying in bed and just having some laughs when you understand something and playing along. <laughs> oh, you, you're... Oh, I'm so unhappy that you don't like it. I I don't think it's bad. I just, I do find it somewhat dull. Um, The games are so tame. I watched a couple of episodes that just popped up on YouTube, one of which 
had four people who I didn't know who they were. And you never know who they are. It was fine. One of them, like I mentioned, had Alex Horn in it. So I enjoyed that one a little more. It helps if you know the people. But, I mean, I like how polite and tame it is. You say we don't have shows uh, like this in the United States, but I think 25 words or less, which we have talked about on the podcast previously, is a pretty gentle show along these lines, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Wow, you really have to think about that. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm considering <laughs> it. But not as uh, convivial, perhaps, and it doesn't have the same, like, I don't know, like parlor room atmosphere that this one does. Um, there's a, even though it is not like a party, it's a party. It's a get-together. Right. And I like that quality of it. Um I like all of those things on Only Connect, too. We talked about uh, in our mailbag segment last week about how nice it is that it's just regular folks who aren't all Hollywoody on right. um, Only Connect. This is a celebrity show, but they're all pretty at ease and they're not on as much as they might be on another show. I like well, all I, of that. I didn't know anybody that was in in the shows that we watched. Oh, so I they liked, were just people. <laughs> they were just people. They were just people. And um, different levels of knowledge, and uh, so that le- levels the playing field a bit. There's all there seems to always be one that's less smart than the uh, rest. That, yeah, <laughs> I noticed that there was, yeah, there was a celebrity on one of the episodes that I watched that she didn't even understand how the game worked. She was talking over other players, and but they all had polite fun with it. Yes. Um, it's hard for the show to go wrong. You know, only connect. I find the game so clever and so intellectually engaging. And when you get a connection on only connect, it's like, whoa, you, your brain feels electric. Whereas when I got a question on Richard Osman's House of Games, I was like, oh, huh, good. I was correct. So the play along factor for me is not as... Um, exciting on Richard Osman's House of Games and it's just it's really slow paced. I don't I don't think it is all that slow paced. I'm going to disagree with you there because I think we would enjoy the chit chat part of it more if we knew who the people were, but <laughs> we don't. Oh, the chit chat is so gentle too. It's just all it's all a real light touch. Nobody's getting their feelings hurt. How about the multitude of games they play? Some of the games are clever. In one of the episodes I watched, they played a game where they would play the first few seconds of a song and then fade it out. And um, people would then, in their heads, have to keep playing the song and hit the buzzer when they thought the words start. So everybody would lock in a time by hitting their buzzer and then they'd show what times everybody had and then play the song with a clock. And I saw uh, Alex Horn get it within two hundredths of a second. I forget what the song was, but... Um, he was like counting the bars and that was fun. I thought that was a really fun idea. Um, you know, do they play the, do they repeat the intro or do they just go right into the words? It yeah. sounds so dumb as I, uh, <laughs> describe it for the <laughs> listeners, but that was really clever. I thought there are some clever games in there and stuff you'd like to play. If you had a few people over, I'd love to play that song intro one. Yeah. I think elephant in the room is fun. I didn't where- see that. Tell me. Yeah. You uh, you have to leave. If the answer is 
Hammersmith, you have to answer without saying the ham part or, you know, the ham part could be in the middle or wherever, <laughs> essentially. So that's very funny. Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. So you say Mer Smith? Would that be the answer? Hammer Smith. Oh, no. Yeah. Mer Smith. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I do get it. But that was oversimplified because usually, oh, and then, and then there's one where you, you have to say it, they answer in alphabetical order. <laughs> okay. That's good. Which is a little harder than it sounds for sure. Mm. Uh, where is Kazakhstan? Did you see that? No. They bring a map up of an area and ask you where was the biggest shipping port and people on their little tablets indicate where they think it is. And so that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Shipping port trivia is always Well, blessed. it isn't. I just made that up, Johnny. Really? I'm Terrible at Dating is a game where the contestants all guess the year, some remote crazy year, like the year Bloody Mary was born. And the game always ends up with the round of Answer Smash, which I think is fun. Answer Smash. Refresh my memory. Answer Smash is two clues that... You smash the answer together so that it's... Uh, oh, okay. Like John Ham Sandwich to keep the ham theme going. Yes. Right? Yes. That okay. doesn't make any sense, but yes, just like that. What do you mean that doesn't make any sense? That's a great one. All right. It's a great one. Uh, I saw a Baby Animals one where uh, the question was, who played Catwoman in 1967? And there was a picture of a baby cat. So you had to say Eartha Kitten. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would like that. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not saying this show stinks. Like I think for what it is, they execute it very nicely. I just, um, whew, a little slow for me. All right. I wondered, but since I was all in, I thought you would be all in too. Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes it don't. This time it I don't. Yeah. Mom, what is your grade for Richard Osman's House of Games? I give it an A. I enjoyed it that much. Okay. An A. No clangs and whoops, though, right? We only do that. No, for no, no, no. 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 Okay. But Johnny, where yes. did you where did you end up on landlines? I need to make a note here. Oh, oh. You're going, you're rewinding the tape to landlines. Well, Where yes, did I end I up? Yeah. Well, I don't have one yet, but if I do get one, I'll tell you the number. Well, you won't get one because everybody's not having them anymore. Well, you know what they do is they, uh, they hook your phone up to a wire that goes to the outside of the house where they put a cell receiver. Honestly, this is what they do in a lot of areas okay. um, so that they can rip out the actual landline. So you don't have a wired connection to the switch anymore but you have a house phone which i feel like is what you and i were talking about right okay. so it's uh, not technically yes. a landline but i might get a, a house phone let's put it that way okay all right i'm Maybe. sorry to screw things up like that not at all no we, there's no holds barred here on pop mom <laughs> we can go back if we want to don't you dare complain about it mom what's your recommendation this week my recommendation this week is a book called the fox wife by Oh, I like it already. Yangtze Chu. Okay. I'm not sure if I said that right. I think you did a good job, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
This is a story about a world of, it's a little mix of folk tales and mystery and, and a real actual story, but it has a lot of intertwining stories with foxes, which I love. And the foxes. The, they, what foxes stand for and people, some people believe they are ghosts and they can transform themselves. And mm. so it was a very lovely book. Some people believe they're ghosts. They're right there. Look, it's a fox. That they that they can trans. Oh, Johnny, just stop. Okay, all right, fine. Ghost fox. That's what they should have called this book. Now there's a name. <laughs> I like the fox wife. Yeah, the fox wife is good too. Thought this was going to be a book about swinging. <laughs> <You're>, what? <laughs> the fox wife, huh? Wild and crazy guys, foxes. Oh, no, 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 no. Now like you're 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 blaspheming <laughs> a beautiful book. I'm sorry. It's the opposite of a book about swinging. It sounds like that's right. Are they? I'm just guessing from the name. Are they Chinese folk tales or are they from all over the world? Uh, no, not from all over the world. Okay. Are they Chinese? Or are they Japanese? Well, that's not a Japanese name. Okay, then it's Chinese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's put a TBD on that, actually. But in any case, Mom recommends The Fox Wife by Yangtze Chu. (laughs) Oi. Is that it, Mom? I think that's it. You got anything else? Oh, wait, I got to read this ad. Oh, wouldn't you like a glamorous, humorous Hollywood star back in the White House? Vote (laughs) Kennedy this fall for First Lady Cheryl Hines. We all want to see it, America. First Lady Cheryl Hines. Oh, what glamour. We'd all be laughing every day. Oh, Oh, did you hear what she said today? Oh, Oh, jeez, no. No. We do not want that nut job in the house. <laughs> How dare you say that about Cheryl Hines? <laughs> listen, listen, I think she's just as crazy if she that's brought- what she's attracted to. So <laughs> who I hope we didn't offend too many people today. Oh, we might have offended the vast RFK Jr. constituency. So <laughs> Oh, are we willing to alienate that group? I guess we'll I'll see where the I'll start writing the the condolence letters to them. Oh my All right. god! Uh, <laughs> that'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom, sponsored by future First Lady Cheryl Hines. No. <laughs> This episode of the podcast was edited by Scott Jones. Thank you, Scott. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Hmm, I'm going to tell you something interesting. Oh, good. You're on point this week. Something interesting. We'll have it for you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. That's really important. And we love to get email. The address is popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.